Welcome to Season 2 in Wonder World Book Cafe. This is a place to slow down, even if only mentally, to talk about all things books and stories. Pour a cup of tea or a vanilla latte. Hopefully literally, though figuratively works well too. I'm Susan Taylor and delighted to spend a tidbit of time with you. Each episode is fun-sized, always fewer than 10 minutes. As a lifelong reader, perhaps like you, I'm drawn to stories about history, travel, and ones that continue to help me discover more about our world, thus increasing my global competency. In this cafe, I serve up books written mostly for middle school students and young adults. If you're like me and recommend books to these audiences, or you're a reader yourself who's always up for new suggestions, this cafe is a perfect fit. I'm nestled in at Wonder World Book Cafe with steam rising from my cup, and of course, a book. Let's venture into today's story. This is episode 40. I'm celebrating over here in my little home office, which I affectionately call my nest, onto the show. The land is the real teacher. All we need as students of the land is mindfulness. Paying attention is a form of reciprocity with the living world and receiving the teachings with open eyes, open mind, and open heart. This is a powerful opening from Braiding Sweetgrass, adapted for young adults, indigenous wisdom, scientific knowledge, and the teachings of plants. The original book with the same title, minus the young adult reference, I've heard referred to as the full manuscript, and it's written by Robin Wall Kimmerer. This YA version was adapted by Monique Gray Smith and contains stunning illustrations by Nicole Nyhard. It's 291 pages. Sweetgrass, as the author explains, is honored as one of the four sacred plants of my people and many indigenous nations. As such, this book has six primary sections, all with sweetgrass in the title. Meeting sweetgrass, planting sweetgrass, tending, picking, braiding, and burning sweetgrass. The author begins with an invitation to remember, to remember another way of being in the world through kinship. Kinship is a relationship with all living beings, including the indigenous view that includes plants and animals, not only humans. As you turn these pages, be prepared for visual treats with photos, beautiful illustrations, informative sidebars, and braided sweetgrass frames surrounding poignant quotations from the story. Since braiding sweetgrass is a nonfiction, I'm taking a different approach with the summary. As there are so many stories woven throughout, I will highlight one to give you just a mere glimpse into the wisdom and beauty you'll uncover while reading. Some are personal stories from the author's life, and others are tra traditional stories shared from generation to generation. It is not my place to even attempt to summarize a traditional story. For that, I encourage you to read this on your own. So I've selected a chapter called Witch Hazel. It's lovingly told from Arkin, Larkin, the author's now grown daughter, as she recollects the special childhood memory. The story. At the time of meeting Hazel in a Kentucky field, Larkin was five years old and was frightened by the oldest woman she'd ever seen, quote unquote, then perplexed that her name was Hazel, a woman named Hazel. Young Larkin only knew of witch Hazel, the yellow flowers that grow on branches. Over time, Larkin's mother, the author, and Hazel developed a treasured friendship, sharing recipes, baked goods, and more. 
Getting up in years, Hazel longed for her home sweet home, the one where she was born and raised, but had since moved in with her disabled son when he suffered a heart attack. Hazel didn't drive and never expected to see home again until mother offered to drive her back there. Having sat empty for quite some time, Hazel's home was dusty with no electricity or running water and the flower beds had long since been untended. But Hazel lit up when she saw the yellow blossoms of witch hazel in the yard and reflected on the times when she would cook up the bark so people could use it all winter for any number of maladies, aches, pains, rashes, and more. She said, there ain't hardly no hurt the woods don't have medicine for. In addition to its healing properties, witch hazel is even more remarkable as it flowers in November, not a typical time for any flower, and brings about a welcome, vibrant sight on cold, dreary days. When Hazel wanted one more Christmas in her dear old home, Larkin's mom knew she had to grant this wish. Unbeknownst to Hazel, a volunteer crew tackled the monumental task of cleaning a home that had sat empty for quite a long time. Christmas decorations were hung and old friends were invited. Imagine Hazel's delight when she walked in to see her beloved home all lit up, decorated, and filled with old friends. Truly a special time. Hazel died a few years later, and Larkin recalls, Mother and Hazel were medicine for each other. This particular story ends, as many of them do, with the author asking the reader questions. Questions to think about um, as we finish reading. This particular one is to think about family and friends. And then here we go. To whom could you extend an act of kindness to brighten someone's day? Further reminding us that even small acts of kindness can have a significant impact. This is just one story of many. Please, please read Braiding Sweetgrass, whether the full manuscript or this one adapted for young readers. While I long for the luxury of devouring a book in one long afternoon with a cup of tea, this is not that book. Read a chapter and sit with it for a while. See where it takes you as you consider the author's questions, either as sidebars within or at the end of the chapters. Age recommendations are dependent on a reader's interests, lived experiences, and developmental levels. This is accessible for readers starting around junior high grades, through high school, and well beyond. Without hesitation, I'd offer this adapted version to adult readers. In fact, Monique Gray-Smith suggests it could be an introduction to the full manuscript. On to wondering who may be interested in this story. After all, that's what we do here in the cafe. Many young people are interested in ways to make a difference in their own communities and beyond. They make a natural audience. This is filled with so many stories, which are the absolute best way to learn. So I think there's a wide audience for this book. Often reading inspires us to wonder about something and dive in a little deeper. This is another way to discuss the idea of being a global citizen as we share this one planet and some decisions we make impact society as a whole. With the questions posed by the author, there is plenty here to ignite curiosity and to make further discoveries. A significance is the idea posed at the end of, a, of one chapter where we are encouraged to identify our gift then decide how we are going to use it in the world. I loved learning about the creators that made this book possible. Robin Wall Kimmerer, the author, is trained as a scientist. She says, I'm beginning to understand that the greatest influence I can have is as a storyteller and as a writer. 
I am not promoting indigenous science over Western science, but working toward a relationship between them. Monique Gray Smith wrote the adaptation. When asked to adapt the original book for young readers, she was honored and had to make difficult decisions about what parts to leave out. But she said, I couldn't say cut because to me, it feels like we're working with the sacred text. Cutting parts felt disrespectful. So in my mind, I'd say, what are we saving for young readers for when they get older and want to read the full manuscript? I am grateful for this adapted version. The illustrator is Nicole Nehard, and her illustrations are stunning, and they're just a joy and add another dimension to all of the stories. I've linked the authors and illustrators' websites in the episode notes. To keep these episodes fun-sized, there are so many pieces I just can't include here, but I have to mention the idea of an honorable harvest recapped on page 154. Here it is. Never take the first. Ask permission. Listen for the answer. Take only what you need. Minimize harm. Use everything you take. Share. Be grateful. Reciprocate the gift. If we started with the idea of an honorable harvest, imagine the impact. These points are framed by a beautiful border. Maybe it will be available as a print suitable for framing someday. I would love to have a copy. Please let me know if you read or recommend Braiding Sweetgrass for Young Adults. This wraps up season two. I'm taking a little time off for some soul restoration, which involves reading, of course, and the precious moments that serendipitously emerge from time off and with family during the holidays. I'll see you in 2023 for season three. If you're enjoying these podcasts, a meaningful and simple gift would be to rate or review wherever you're listening. Check out the episode notes for more information and a transcript. Let's connect email wonderworldbookcafe at gmail.com or find us on Instagram. Thanks for spending time in Wonderworld Book Cafe. I hope you can create time to cozy up with your favorite beverage and a book this week. Be curious and wonder. The world needs the light that comes from a world of readers. Thank you.